Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It has been a little bit here since I've done a solo episode. In fact, I think it was way back in December of 2021, which feels like a decade ago at this point. Um, And I am so ready to do this. I assure you, it is not for a lack of things that I've been wanting to share. It's not because I've been avoiding you. Um, In fact, I've just been like, dying for us to have this little chat together, just the two of us. I've really missed you, but, or I guess I should say, and I've also been meeting so many great people and encountering so many topics in all these areas of expertise. And I'm like, I need to bring these things onto the podcast. And I knew that they needed to get shared. So uh, as I told you in the episode a few weeks ago, January, February, March, they've kind of been filled with um, interview after interview. And I'm really intrigued by what other people are sharing. And so intrigued, in fact, so curious, in fact, that I often save my own ideas and thoughts for later. And I backburner them. Um, I have like, I'm sure you have this too, but I have like Google Docs and notebook pages filled with stuff that I just haven't been able to kind of uh, tap into and explore further yet. It's a real conundrum. I tell you, I just want to learn it all and share it all. I think that I've also been sort of doing the same with books that I'm reading too. Um, In February alone, I actually ended up reading five books and then I started a six, which kind of like seeped into March. And I realized that I hadn't put that much time to work on my own personal writing and my own content projects near enough because I was so busy reading and enjoying And I was in this groove before that where I was like writing every single day for myself. And during that sort of like heavy duty reading time, I was lucky if I got a couple of sentences in my journal saying I had a good day. And so this brings me to kind of, you know, just how I'm feeling right now, which is that there are seasons for everything. And I know that it all evens out and you sort of just have to go with this ebb and flow. And uh, one thing that one of our past She Built This panelists, Bubali Chakravorty Campbell calls it, is smoothing. And I really love that concept. Like we're not looking for balance. We're just kind of looking to like smooth things out as we go and make the edges not so sharp and rush uh, rough in certain times. Um, I was in a really cool writing craft workshop with a woman named Jody Poloni a couple of weeks ago who shared her editing process with the group. Now, just a disclaimer, Jody is like a literary genius and I'm not going to share this perfectly or in its fullness, which I also want to preserve her secret in case she doesn't want the whole world to know because the whole world is definitely listening to the She Built This episode right now. Anyway, I digress quite a bit. Um, In the workshop, Jodi shared that she highlights various parts of her work in the editing process. So for example, dialogue might get one color, 
action might get another color, backstory would get another color, so that she can make sure that she has a good balance of all the parts that make up a beautiful piece of fiction. Evening, if you will. And if there is a place where balance is lacking, she makes sure that it works for the big picture to help the story and the reader along rather than holding it back. So that's kind of how she starts with editing her work. And I kind of loved that as a way to edit our calendars and some of the things in our lives where we're putting our focus all into one spot and where do we need to do a little bit of um, balancing or evening. So during my heavy duty interviewing process or time, hearing from other people, reading, you know, all this learning, like if I were to highlight it, it would be like all yellow. And let's just say like the things that I want to share and the things I want to create are like purple and I just can't find the purple highlighter or I like lost it during that time. So maybe you find yourself doing this too. You put your own projects or ideas on the back burner while you soak in and absorb other stuff, other opinions, advice, or maybe you're just kind of busy shining a light on others and putting them in the spotlight. And I think that sometimes it can feel like we are racing to the finish line on projects for other people or taking other people's methods in and not really stopping to look at being sure that what we're doing is actually right for us and also sometimes backburnering what we're working on. So if you want a little more evening or balancing. Balancing is a little overused, but if you want a little more evening in this way, I know I certainly do. I assure you that it can be done. And that is exactly where we're headed today. Um, And really quick, first thing, I want to just do some housekeeping because I really value new listeners and I want to make sure that you're filled in. So if you are new here and you don't know me yet, or you just want to hear about me again. The reason um, I was in that writing craft workshop I just told you about is because I'm Emily Aborn and I am a content writer and I'm always looking to learn and grow more as much as I possibly can about all things writing. I write website copy, social media copy. I love writing, uh, loving nurturing email sequences, copy for PDF opt-ins, and sometimes even Uh, outgoing voicemail messages. I think that's the strangest thing I've done so far. I love every single second of it. And I'm also the hostess of this podcast, as well as the owner and founder of She Built This, which goes beyond the podcast. She Built This is a rich and vibrant community for women entrepreneurs and professionals where we welcome all to the table and we offer each other resources and support while we're building our dreams. And we're also each other's lifeline in this wild, wacky world. One thing I really love and have been just enjoying so much is hearing how the She Built This members change each other's lives. Someone recently told me that when she joined, she could almost immediately feel things start to shift when she joined the group. She felt inspired again. She felt supported. She felt connected. And she felt more excited about the work that she was bringing into the world. And it's feedback like that that keeps me so excited to do what I do. Uh, So if you want to learn more about She Built This and the group, you can visit shebuiltthis.org. But speaking of feedback, I bet if you've been around here a while, you could guess where I'm going with this. I'm going to read the review of the week, which is an absolutely 
lovely review um, by a guest who is on in February with her husband, John. Anna says, Emily takes an interview and turns it into something much deeper and more relevant to real life. She gets people and relationships and asks the questions we're all hoping to get answered. She also goes right to the center of the topic and gets her guests to talk about their personal journey. This podcast is personal and provocative all at once. Thank you so much, Anna. I love getting to know people and asking endless questions. And I so just appreciate your reviews. I so appreciate you for listening. I mean, like I beyond, beyond appreciate you for listening and for the people that are writing reviews. I love hearing from my listeners via reviews, if via email, social media, smoke signals, messenger pigeons, whatever you want. So knowing this, if you feel so inclined, I hereby welcome you to write a review on the Apple Podcast app. You can ask a question on there if you want to. It's fun. It's like we're chatting. Yay. Yay for chatting. And if you need help or you want to drop some private communication my way, um, feel free to always email me, emily at emilyaborn.com. Okay, that's it for housekeeping. Let's get into today's topic. So if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, it is March 16th, which means we are about two weeks away from the second quarter if you plan your year by quarters. We're just a few days away from spring if you like to live your life by the seasons. And we're in month three of 2022 if you use your calendar. No matter how you track time, mark time, keep track things, we are well underway. And so I'm curious to know how things are going for you thus far. The past, the first three months of 2022, the past few weeks, maybe just the past few moments, if that's all you're able to start reflecting on right now. It's funny, well, a lot of people have on their like spring dancing shoes. I've been really um, focusing on a little bit of like reflection right now. I'm just kind of in this quiet place where I'm looking inward and trying to figure out how to move forward with that information. This year started with a bang for me. I was determined to be everywhere and do everything and try new things, get more visible. And I wanted to also challenge myself to say yes to things that I thought maybe were scary or out of my comfort zone. So for two months, I kept up a pretty good clip. Most of the decisions and opportunities that I've made and said yes to have been fantastic. And I think that there are some that are going to be really big and exciting and lead to pretty green pastures. But I've definitely been going full steam and my calendar has resembled Carrie Bradshaw's shoe closet. Really pretty, something new for every single day, but probably a little too full and over the top. And also some pairs in there, she really needs to stop and ask herself like, why? 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 And I need to ask myself the same thing. Why did I say yes to this? <laughs> and so you can imagine that after two months of that, I crashed pretty hard, like for a solid week, maybe even two. I felt off kilter, uninspired, sort of down and unsure of what I was doing. And was I even worth it? It was intense, I tell you. There was also a lot happening in the world at that time. There still is. And it was just like really hard to get back into everything and feel inspired and motivated with the same gusto. I was in some serious need of some smoothing and balancing, which if you need a reminder that our theme for the month of March is clean up aisle five. And I know I have said this in a past episode, but like when I get too busy, I actually feel a little bit embarrassed. First of all, I don't like people associating me with the word busy. I think of it like this. You know how people will say, oh, I know you're so busy, but 
It just makes me feel like people don't feel prioritized or I haven't given enough time to our relationship or they expect me to come back with a quick snappy response instead of taking time to reply thoughtfully, which I really do not want to be known for and I really do not want to do. Being busy when I when I associate it with myself, I all it just makes me feel like I'm on a hamster wheel, going nowhere fast. It's not the life I want to live. And I have a couple of friends I know who, that think I'm like very rigidly marching through every single day from one meeting to the next. And that's like, oh, Emily is so busy. I don't like that. Busy just seems to me to imply like inflexibility, constantly being pressed for time, not really enjoying the journey. Again, these are this is not how I want to live. And so also, when I hear other people who are too busy, I don't like it. Like, I think I'm just a sensitive little soul. And when I hear that people are too busy, it makes me feel like they don't have enough time for me. I think busy is like kind of an annoying excuse. It's not really a good conversation starter or cocktail party. And it doesn't really mean anything. Like, what does busy actually mean? So anyway, all of this to say, I don't like the word busy. And when I get too busy... Like when I'm actually too busy, I don't care for it. It's embarrassing. And bad things happen when we're too busy. We get sick, our jaws lock up, we grind our teeth incessantly at night, we're plagued by thoughts of overwhelm when we try to fall asleep, we might feel zapped or have low energy, we might fizzle, crash. It's just hard to be creative when we're too busy. And also it's really impossible to get clarity on the path ahead when you're stuck there. And of course, conversely, not being busy enough is also no fun. So there needs to be some sort of just right somewhere. So that's why today I wanted to offer three things that we can look at in our lives right now. If you're feeling a little introspective too, or if you're in need of a little evening and a little smoothing, three things you can look at to clean up that are keeping us busy and don't serve us. And I'm not a fan of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We're not getting rid of the good stuff here. So I'll also talk about keeping the things that are working for us. So what should we really be looking at cleaning up? Well, first and foremost, things that drain us of energy. I'm going to call these energy leaks, okay? They can come in a variety of ways, and they start with being really truthful and honest with yourself about who you are and what these things are for you. I've been reading a lot of books and listening to a lot of podcasts lately about embracing your inner introvert, extrovert, weirdo, creative genius, whatever it is for you, and just kind of owning what works for you and what doesn't. I don't know about you, but I'm just not into it when people are telling me like, this is how you should do things. Like I'm not the person that is going to pack meetings into every day, for example. It's just not how I work best and I know it. It completely drains me of energy. I do best with one day of calls for all my clients as much as possible. And one day of calls that are really focused on like networking and she built this stuff. Um, and of course, I do make exceptions every now and then, but I do need unbroken times of focus and concentration and jumping from Zoom to Zoom to Zoom all week long does not allow me for that. So I've also heard people who can't do calls all in one day. They need to break them out throughout the week and stick to like maybe a certain time frame each day so they don't fall prey to death via video call. We've all been there, done that. I've seen it. It's real. So it's all about understanding like what works for you and then being okay with that and putting the boundaries and the guardrails in place so you can actually implement that. There's no one saying that you have to do it a certain way. And if they are saying that, you should probably stop listening to them starting today. 
I'm not just talking about Zoom energy leaks though. Like energy leaks can come in the form of people, places, projects, emails, how you structure your day. They can come from your phone or social media. And like, I know that you have a business to run or a life to live, and you can't always just clean up and cut everything out. So it's again, it's about looking at what those leaks are, how they affect you. Maybe there's a way you can alter them a bit or restructure it a little, um, and maybe you can cut them loose. And if you can, then you should do so. I'll give you a really tangible example, and that's something I've been working on. I have been working on social media. It has been feeling a little dark to me lately. And it's not even just all that's going on in the world. It's just kind of this overall feeling of not being feeling good enough and not having it like bring me joy and be very fun when I'm on it. And I know you've heard me talk about how I use social media before, but just to go over it, Briefly, I use Instagram for my content writing and she built this and I I make the goal of posting about five times each for each account a week. I really only scroll Instagram to find like humorous and positive things to share in my stories. Uh, Other than that, I, I really strive not to get sucked in and it's not a perfect science. Facebook, however, it is another beast entirely. I run a group on Facebook and it is a positive, successful, very joyful group to be in if I do say so myself, but there are other groups I'm a part of that are not great places to be. And then people's stuff pops up on your Facebook feed that you'd rather not see or get mad about. I also use LinkedIn, which I actually think is like the most friendly and non-frustrating platform of the three. Thus far, it hasn't been my number one like business building platform, like it hasn't converted into clients. Um, so I still appreciate and see the value in Facebook and Instagram, but all this to say, I, because it has kind of like been weighing on me a little bit when I go on it, I've been unfriending, unfollowing, unliking, leaving groups, and just in general, like cleaning up social media energy leaks so that it's a more positive place for me because I do need to use it to market my business. And so I want to make it feel a little more uplifting and joyful to be on. And I also am just really focused on sticking to like Facebook groups that are uplifting. As far as news and news sources, you might need to be more careful about what you let in or maybe it's just a matter of like what time of day you're listening to it. You know, like we do want to stay informed and we want to be advocates for change, but we also do not want to feel zapped. And I I do think that there's a way to have that be balanced unfollow relentlessly. And I'm, I, again, like I'm not talking about, you know, being a Pollyanna and living in a dream positivity world. I'm just talking about taking care of your own energy and mental health by not letting your brain be a playground of what everyone else is talking about and everyone else's agendas. This may also mean unsubscribing to emails that make you feel this constant feeling of less than, or even a friend who's really just always bringing you down. And I am not talking about that friend that is there for you and is just going through a hard time. I am 100% for that. And I have great friends where we we both allow ourselves to, we allow each other to go through what we're going through. I am talking about like somebody that is truly like life draining to you. And I think this is a very personal decision. Um, You probably know if you have these people in your life and you need to bless and release. Okay, so number two, following right up on energy leaks is collaborations, cleaning up your collaborations. 
I am a pretty damn good collaborator and I'm not just bragging, that is the truth. From my podcast to Facebook Lives, partnering with web designers on copy projects, working with clients, it's all a collaboration. Planning events, workshops, the list goes on. And again, I'm not saying this to brag, I'm saying because I really do know that this is a strength I have. Um, But I see a lot of people who say they wanna collaborate, they talk a great game to pitch you on their idea or get in front of your people, and then they leave you feeling far less than fulfilled in the collaboration, and it is not even. It is an energy leak because it's not an even energy exchange. I did an entire podcast on this, so you can go back and listen to episode 105 if you wanna listen to it. It's called Stop, Collaborate, and Listen, of course. Anyway, I get super in-depth about it there, but essentially a collaboration is something that you and someone else are working on together for a mutual, mutual, keyword mutual benefit. Here's the thing. When you choose to collaborate with someone, you're giving them access to your people, people that trust you, your brand, and it does reflect on you. It's supposed to help both parties and the people that you're sharing with, if applicable. For me, second only to my husband, our family and dearest friends, I care more than anything about my clients and my listeners and my VIP members. All I want is for them to be helped and served to the utmost. I care about their wants, their needs, their desires, their feelings. And so that's why if a collaboration goes bad or it doesn't deliver, it really like impacts me. It affects me. And I'm kind of sick of it, quite frankly. It's a lesson I keep on learning because I keep giving people multiple chances and all that ends up is me just ending in the same position multiple times. I don't like when people drop the ball or they we don't share the same vision or we're not reciprocate they're not reciprocating or offering value and I think that's it. So, I am in the process of looking at my collaborations and cleaning them up. I want to be my own strict gatekeeper and honestly like I said, I think this goes along with energy leaks because if you're like me, a bad collaboration just means that you're doing a majority of it yourself without the thanks or that even energy exchange. And if the person doesn't have the same vision or they're not in alignment with your message, it's just even more of a mess. I mean, I could go on and on about this, but suffice it to say that I want to encourage you to look at your collaborations and see if any need cleaning up. And then like taking a step back and using that that process to really deeply evaluate the next one that you say yes to. I just want to say you don't have to put up with the ones that aren't working for you because there are tons of people out there who want to collaborate with you. There are tons of people out there who will do right by you who are just waiting to collaborate with you. Uh, And to take this one step further, let's look at ourselves and also make sure that we are good collaborators if we're looking to collaborate with others. Sometimes that means sharing your weaknesses as well as your strengths before getting started, like laying it all out there and being like a little open and honest before you get started. Sometimes it means you need to approach the situation with really clear intentions and each of you communicate those, a really clear vision and purpose, and each of you communicate those, and also differentiate like who's doing what, when, and how. On the contrast, this is the kind of collaboration you want to be going for. I got this response uh, in an email last week with somebody that I'm, I'm having on a as a guest in a live and learn soon. She said, let me know what you need from me on my end to support this. I was like, that is so magical. That is exactly what you want to hear with a collaborator. So have a think on that. 
Um, Angie Trueblood, another podcaster I listened to, she just did an incredible podcast on her Go Pitch Yourself podcast. She talked about auditing yourself as a guest on past podcasts that you've been on. And it was a real light bulb for, moment for me. I was thinking, you know, yes, I want to do that to the episodes that I'm on too, but we should all do that to ourselves in our roles as collaborators, speakers, podcast guests. Facebook Live guests, as subcontractors, as clients, like are we offering and delivering value? Like are we somebody that we we would want to work with? Are we clear? Are we concise? Do people want to do more collaborating with us? So just something to look at. Okay, last but not, not least, cleaning up and tying up loose ends. This could also go to collaborations if there are some that you need to end. Um, and this could also go to energy leaks if there are some you need to get rid of. But I'm I'm here. I'm talking about like messages in your inbox that are waiting for you to reply to, or proposals that you need to send out, or proposals you need to reply to, people you need to pay, decisions you need to make, invoices you need to send out, people you owe a coffee date or a walk to, things you need to follow up on to complete your side of the project. And also one form of tying up loose ends is to just kind of say like, you know what? I'm not going to do this right now. And that's okay too. That is a form of tying up a loose end. I love to use the phrase, and I bet you do too, like I'll circle back on that. Well, ask yourself, did you circle back? You know, Or is there somebody that you're waiting to circle back with you? Do you need to connect with them again? What loose ends do you have? And I think sometimes this is totally about letting go and or making the decision that we're not going to put our energy into this right now. I mean, I had a list of people I was kind of waiting to hear back from. And one of them, I just was like, you know what, I think that this project is not going to move forward. And that's okay. And I and so I put a stop to it. Um, so something too important, something important to remember, if you're working with someone is that, you know, we have to remember that other people have timelines too. And so being clear about what your timeline is and also understanding what theirs is and doing everything that you can to hold up your side of the bargain is really going to help other people to do what they need to do on time. Someone was telling me the other day uh, in a peer group, actually, she was saying that her clients would wait until the last minute to ask her to handle something for them. And guess what? last minute was about like 72 hours too late. So this is an example of she had sent them an email and they hadn't responded to the email. And this is a place we can find loose ends is in our email inboxes. And I know some of you have like way too many emails in your inbox. So don't feel like you're being called out right now. But it's just taking a look at like, maybe where some of those loose ends are your email inbox, your text, your WhatsApp Voxer, Facebook Messenger. But these loose ends are in other places. So I guess I would just challenge you to say like, you know, what are yours and and why are they loose ends? Like, is it something that you really don't want to do? Is it something that you don't have time for? Is it something that you just need to push to later? So just taking a look at those. Sometimes it's habits that you need to start when you really don't want to or habits you need to stop and you really don't want to or call your Nana or that appointment you've been putting off to go get your, your mammogram. Like just taking a look at what some of the loose ends are that you need to tie up. Okay, and I want to leave you, of course, on a note of what not to cut, what not to clean up, because this is how we can bring in some of that evening and balancing. Allowing the good stuff to fill the spaces where everything that wasn't so great was crowding in a little bit too much to fit it all in. So don't cut things 
obviously, this is a no-brainer, but don't cut things that make you feel energized and inspired. And please don't cut things right now that are fun and joyful for you. Even if someone is telling you this is how you should be doing it instead, just allow those things to be part of your life. Example, if social media fit makes you feel energized and inspired, you love being on TikTok, don't change what you're doing, just do it. If your collaborations feel really good to you right now, don't cut any of them out. If all systems are go with your daily routine, you don't need to change anything. It's good the way it is. Like sometimes I think we jump to change things or look for a way to improve things or fix things. I do this even when they're in good shape and they don't actually need attention. I should be focusing my attention on one of these other things that do need my attention. I love a clean slate. I mean, like I love it. A notebook, a calendar, a fresh start to the year. I wish every day, like I could wake up and feel like an entirely new human being. But what what it ends up being is actually an accumulation, right? So it's an accumulation of experiences, of wisdom, of knowledge, of mistakes, of good, bad, ugly. I just had the funniest thought the other day that like I've literally been in this body since I was a baby. It's a very funny thought. It's just like accumulated all of these experiences and growth and it's okay. Like I can't erase, dump, ditch everything in hopes to wipe myself clean or start fresh every single time and emerge transformed. I think transformation actually happens in that space of accumulation and like taking small steps every single day. And I think if I'm honest, this has always felt a little frustrating for me. It's why I've loved many new jobs. I've lived in many places. I've tried to start entirely over from scratch many, many times. And I can feel when I've stuck with something for a long time especially if I start to hit a wall or just kind of creep up onto a wall, I can feel that urge to chuck it out entirely in a desire to go back to that clean slate. But no, pause. We do not cleanse ourselves by jumping ship. We cannot make ourselves pure by throwing it all overboard. And yes, I am paraphrasing that line from the morning show because it was a damn good line. A new beginning is lovely. And and so is the opportunity to know that we have that new beginning every single day, every single moment, right from where we are. So we don't need to throw things out in life just to like throw them out. Also, don't throw out good friends and support systems. I think it's really important to have the discernment and knowledge to know who these people are. Like, and also remember that even our best of friends have bad days. I always think of this conversation that my friend Tara and I had back in October I was in a total dog coma because we'd attempted to bring home a second dog. And Tara had this background thing happening with her daughter. We were just both in like a really weird headspace and we were totally distracted. And I was in a daze. And after we hung up the phone, I got this like pit in the feeling of my stomach and I was like, oh my gosh, are we drifting apart? And I didn't want to friend divorce her, Tara, and I have been friends for so, so long and I adore her. Listen, our next conversation, we were like back to our normal selves, dog and baby brains aside. We just had an off day, you know, and I think we we need to remember that in our friendships, like they ebb and flow. People have good days and bad days. We can allow people to feel how they're feeling and have their good and bad days. So it's really important not to toss your friends, keep the good ones, cherish them, nurture those relationships and, and like really spend time 
sharing some gratitude for the people that really are like on your team, you know, because those are those are not a dime a dozen, I assure you. They're one in a million. I bet you've seen this too, but I've seen people who when they they just toss their entire support system overboard or they isolate themselves, maybe they get hurt or maybe they just feel hurt or they take the the people for granted. But truly good friends, cheerleaders, and supporters are not on your spring cleaning list, I assure you. Okay, lastly, uh, I know these are kind of obvious, but I just want to, they're just good reminders. Lastly, systems and processes that work. You know, everyone is like trying to sell you a system or process and a project management software that's new, a course, a plan, or a group program. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about and you don't need it all. If you have something that works for you, it's totally okay to keep doing it. Like knowing when your way is okay and good for you is a huge piece of information. It helps you live easier and like more in flow. And I, when someone tries to sell me a tool, strategy, or product I don't need because I'm already good at the thing or I just I just don't need it. It's it's so it's such an important piece of information because it helps me to make more intentional buying decisions. And sometimes we already have the thing on hand that we need. We just have to be a little creative and resourceful. So don't toss out the daytimer. Don't toss out the project management software, the subcontractor you're using, the system, etc. If it's working for you, just because somebody told you you need this new one with like fancy bells and whistles and it comes with its own concierge service, if your diet works, keep eating like that. If your workout's perfect for you, keep doing it. Maybe you don't drink too much coffee. I mean, maybe you do, but maybe you don't. Maybe you don't need to throw away all the papers on your desk because papers are how you keep organized and keep on task. You don't have to change everything. In fact, you don't have to change anything if you don't want to. Um, All right, ready for a quick recap. Things to consider cleaning up. Energy leaks, collaborations, loose ends. Things to consider keeping. Things that make you feel energized or inspired. Quality relationships. And things in your life that are working for you. Let me know if you plan to get a little introspective and take a deeper look at any of these in your own lives. And and just keep in mind, it's all about small steps and clearing the decks slowly and consistently to build this life that you want, replacing the things you don't want with things that bring you a little more peace and ease and flow and help you to reach your goals in a way that is like really true blue to how you operate. And even if the only thing that you need to clean up is all of the papers and clothes on your guest bed so that you can have company over, I hope that maybe this episode inspires you even to take that small step too. So I will see you next week. And in the meantime, happy spring cleaning. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.